Welcome back to another episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are going to try to fight through some technical difficulties. We're fighting. That, that we're having here. Uh, apparently, the microphone is uh, being a little slitherin'y today. How so? A little difficult to deal with. I thought slitherins were ambitious. Yeah, it's ambitious. Like, it wants to not... It's so ambitious that it wants to do something else today other than help us record a podcast. Oh, that's not very nice. It's got good. other ambitions. Oh. So if the show sounds different, we apologize. We're going to try to clean it up as best we can. But we wanted to get an episode out today so we can stay on our schedule and not get bogged down with any more life issues or health issues like we have been in the last month or so. But we finished chapter 12 last time of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I was like, what book are we reading <laughs> right now? I was pausing. I was going to help you too, but I was like, I don't drawing know. Drawing out what my sentence because as long as I don't stop, I don't sound stupid. Things have been a little hectic, guys. This, the world's just been a little hectic over here. So chapter 12 we read last time was the Patronus. I'll give you a quick recap of that one. We'll move on to chapter 13 today. In chapter 12, Harry was getting his anti-dementor lessons from Professor Lupin. We had the first appearance of the Patronus via the Expecto Patronum charm. And the Patronus is kind of like a light being made out of pure joy. Is that correct? Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Another, we got another hint of some sort of history between Professor Lupin and Sirius Black. And we got an, also another hint of something weird with Hermione vis-a-vis how she's able to make all these classes when some of them are occurring at the same time. Harry gets Firebolt Broom back, Hex Free. Yay! And we still don't know who gifted it to him. And everyone is pretty sure that Crookshanks ate Scabbers. That's like the chapter in 30 seconds? Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Uh, chapter 13 today is Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw! I am ready. You got your ready Ravenclaw shirt on today. I, I am had Ravenclaw repping, socks on earlier. repping the Dan and Jess and Broomsticks and Butterbeer uh, Broomsticks and Butterbeer t shirt. Available nowhere. Nowhere. You got to know somebody. <laughs> yeah. You got to have an inside. Mainly us. Yeah. <laughs> I know him. And my so cricket machine. I, I got one. Shoot us an email, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, and I'll give you a, a quote. <laughs> that's that's as technical as we're getting with our with our website. No Etsy store or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe we need an Etsy store. I don't know. We How does that it. work? How does Etsy work? How does the internet work? Well, It's a series of tubes, I heard. That's no, what I, Al Gore said. Oh, I thought you were thinking of Paddington. <laughs> and they go to the history thing, the Travelers Guild or whatever, and they put everything through those tubes. Mm. And then he puts the sandwich in there on accident. 
I love, I love Paddington. Paddington. <laughs> yeah, we need to do Paddington podcast next. Or we just talk. We just watch the movie again and again. You'll and talk just about, cry. I, I know. You just cry every time. He's just. He's so Paddington's sad. just in the train station, just trying looking for a fa- trying to find a home. You know where I get a home. And that's early on in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's better from there. Paddington's a terrible movie. No, it's not. <laughs> I changed my mind. It's a great movie. In the last Both 30 of seconds. them. Uh, Paddington at one point, I don't know if it still does, but at one point had a Paddington Two had a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes than The Godfather. <laughs> I support this. The Godfather was ninety nine percent, and Paddington Two was a hundred percent. Couldn't find a, a critic that that didn't like Paddington Two. Because if you tried to not like it, Paddington would stare you down. Oh, the evil or the when you when you forget your manners. Yeah, what's that called? The Hard stare. Hard stare. <laughs> I've seen it recently. Well, chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw versus Paddington. Uh, yep. Beginning of chapter... Paddington's not there. If you had Paddington on your... Uh, bingo card, Pop though. culture bingo card, go ahead and knock you, that you, off. They already did, a long time ago. Uh, Hermione is not talking to Harry and Ron, because uh, the, the duo are pretty sure that Crookshanks did eat scabbards, and... Hermione is quite sure that Crookshanks would never do never. such a thing, never. even though the evidence says otherwise. However, the real star of this chapter, almost annoyingly so, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't talk about this beforehand, but let's see if you're on the same page as me. Who is the real star of this chapter, almost to a nauseating point? The Firebolt. The Broom. Yes. <laughs> Front and center, everyone is worshiping it. It it really kind of put me off a little bit, I mean, this chapter. It was almost so much that Oliver Wood, the captain of the Gryffindor team, was way more excited about the Firebolt being on the team than Harry being on the team. More, well, we can win now, we've got the Firebolt. Well... It's not like we got we got Harry. He's 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 healthy. He's he's good to go. We we can win yeah, this. Yeah, but Harry's been on the team for a while now. This is the first appearance of the Firebolt. It just it frustrated me. I, I, it got to the point where I was frustrated in, in this chapter a little bit that everybody was making such a big deal about an inanimate object, and that that it was more like that it was more valuable than than Harry's contributions to the team and we'll get even more into it i just to me that was like the overarching big idea of this chapter and unfortunately it it kind of put me off a little bit i'm sorry okay i just didn't know if it felt the same way well (laughs) it really bothered me (laughs) i see that i i i can see that and the other thing about this broom yes yes if it's so good as 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 we're going to talk about even more, because people just people just want to touch it. It's like amazing. They just I don't I don't even want to write it. I just want to touch it. I just want to be in the same room as it. I just want to I want to lay it on the table and display while we're eating breakfast, so everybody can see it and like draw power and energy, positive energy from it. Like it's feng shui is so is so uh, amazing. And if it's that good and that much more advanced over the other brooms and the other equipment, isn't it? kind of cheating I'd, I'd love to get your opinion on this on whether this because nobody else has this broom nobody else I mean I guess the Malfoys could afford this broom 
mm-hmm. if they wanted to. They just brought bought new brooms for the whole team last year. Uh, that was it last year. Yeah, because that's when Malfoy got on the team yeah. the second year. I guess the Malfoys could probably afford these for the team, or at least for Draco. But I'll use the the softball comparison. I, I used to play slow, slow pitch softball, and in slow pitch softball, in in certain leagues, they they have a list of banned bats, bats that cannot be used in in a league because they're too easy to hit home runs with. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 just hit the ball farther than any other bat. They hit the ball harder than any other bat. You could, you know, hit a ball back at the pitcher, you know, that much harder, and you could really do some damage. That's why they don't let major league baseball players use aluminum bats. You know, they don't let them use them after college. If that equipment is so so much better than the rest of them, isn't it kind of put the rider at an unfair advantage? You look like no. Your, well, your no, short okay, answer okay. is no. And you want to move on to the next topic. <laughs> no. Um, I think that it does. Obviously, Harry's got some some great advantages. We see it later on in the chapter. But I think the Parents problem died. is... Parents died. Great advantage. Great advantage. <laughs> um, I think the problem is, is, I guess, the broom industry is evolving rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, last year, Draco got new brooms mm-hmm. for his whole team. And right. everybody was like, oh, my God, these are amazing. These are the best brooms. You're, this is so not fair because you guys have these. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there is a wide variety of quality equipment. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with the softball bat industry. There was a couple bats that came out that they said, okay, well, you can only use these in competitive leagues. Because apparently when... In the competitive leagues, even though you're throwing underhand, the pitchers are better and they can kind of place the ball better to where they can't, it's harder to hit the ball really far. Whereas in recreational leagues, you're just trying to get it over the plate. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be able to, to take as much of, adv- of an advantage of a more powerful bat in a, uh, I mean, you could give me the most powerful bat in the world and I couldn't hit a major league fastball. You know, it, there's just there's a skill gap there, but in recreational leagues there's not that skill gap. So when you have a a uh, what's the opposite of inferior? <laughs> superior. <laughs> superior. Uh, proferior. Proferior. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Uh, Ultra inferior. Uh, <laughs> just make up words. And I I'm not gonna cut that out either because I you know I'm I'm just being me baby. <laughs> Uh, if you have superior equipment, you know you you can uh, make that gap uh, in a recreational league bigger than it should be. Mm-hmm. So I guess in Quidditch, if if you have if the players are, I don't know, I don't know if you, I guess you you would kind of compare Hogwarts Quidditch to what. Because there is like a professional Quidditch, right, mm-hmm. in the in the Wizarding world, so this is like kind of like college. Well, Quidditch? they're younger than that. Yeah, but they don't have like college. Uh, they don't have universities for wizards, do they? No, but they're kind of like it's kind of combined. So, well, so like I guess the older kids are still on there. Maybe it's like a select team. Okay. 
like a select team. Right. Where so, you've got the best of the best. Because there's only one team. There's not like a varsity and a JV. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's more like a select team. Gotcha. And you got the best of the best. But what I was going to say is I don't think... So there's such a wide variety of brooms available. But I don't think... And things seem to be changing rather quickly. Like every year there's a new, better, faster mm-hmm. broom... Maybe like the regulations can't keep up with what are we gonna where are we gonna draw the mm-hmm. line? But also, I kind of feel like it's Quidditch and Wizards just don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are incidents where people get severely injured in this game, or the ref didn't he disappear for like three months? It happens. And the games that went on for for I mean, they have mm-hmm. very extreme things happen during Quidditch mm-hmm. and there's no regulations to limit that. So I kind of feel like this just plays a part in that. Like it just goes along with that. To the Whatever po- you can get your hands on, it just adds more drama to the game. To the point you just made about not being able to keep up, regulations not being able to keep up, that, that does make a little bit more sense because there was these shoes that came out maybe like <laughs> 10 or 15 years ago. I don't know if you remember this. But they had like... Um, uh, and it wasn't like the Nike shocks that looked like they had springs in them. They actually had like little, like springy things in them mm-hmm. that would make you allow you supposedly to jump higher. Yes. And they were apparently yeah. outlawed by by the NBA because that would be. But it's somebody an has advantage. to do it first right. for and cause a problem, and mm-hmm. somebody has to. Raise a stink. You know, something has to mm-hmm. happen in order for the rule to right. be made. And like with the softball bats things, too, like they don't want to, you know, all these new bats come out every year. They probably don't have enough time to, to test all of them. So they might go two or three years where people are using these mm-hmm. before they realize, like, why is everybody, why is that, like, five foot one guy that weighs 100 pounds, like, going yard every <laughs> every time he comes <laughs> up to bat? <laughs> you know, so I guess that, may, that does kind of make sense. But to me, it just seemed a little... I don't know. It if if it if the broom is everything that they say it is, it seems a little unfair. Yes, I understand that, but I also think it's part of Quidditch. Well, Harry is killing it in practice on his new firebolt. He the maneuverability, just the 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 speed, the ability to start and stop and dive and come up, and and it's just a way. He said it could almost like intuit like what he was thinking yeah, he rather than it him felt like, like it steering was it. reading his mind rather mm-hmm. than waiting to be told what to do um and as much as you disliked the over hyping of the firebolt it did help everybody on his team perform better it's like that what is the um michael's special drink oh and space jam yeah if you had space jam on your pop culture card <laughs> mark it down it was, it was a way his way of motivating the team. It, yeah, it made them think that they had an edge, even if they didn't really right. have an. It edge. was just water, but they slapped the sticker "Michael's Secret Stuff" on there. Secret stuff. And everybody was thinking that, oh, I drink the secret stuff, I could play like Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's how he does it. And then they start did start playing better, mm-hmm. and then they found out that it was water, and they kind of went, oh, it was all like a psychosomatic thing. Yes. But the fact that they have this. You know, it's kind of like a lot of people say that, like steroids in in sports and and in fighting and things like that. That the biggest advantage to that 
that a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists think is the mental advantage. Mm-hmm. Like you think that you, you might not be getting as much of a physical advantage out of it as you think, or as you, as you assume that you are, but mentally you believe that you're going into that match or that fight with an edge. But we've got a must-win match coming up next with the Gryffindors taking on Ravenclaw. They have got to win this match in order to stay in the hunt for the cup. So even if Harry has a real edge, everybody else feels like they have an edge. So everybody's performing better than than they normally do. So after their superb practice, uh, Ron, Harry stays behind to let Ron play on his broom. To kind of take his mind off of the scabbers thing. Yeah. And if he really has a good time. I had a little note about this. Uh, it does mention that uh, Hooch was there and Hooch she fell asleep. Yeah, she's supposed to be there watching um, mm-hmm. Harry and making sure the mentors don't come and Sirius Black doesn't come and whatever, but she's asleep. Sure. As any good professor would be. Absolutely. Or is she a coach? Anyway. No, so. she's the fly, flying. Isn't she like the PE teacher? Yeah, kind of. like the PE teacher. <laughs> well, so that does take my, Ron's mind briefly off the loss of Scabbers, although. Hermione still thinks that Scabbers must be around somewhere. somewhere. Because, you should just look for him. I mean, come on. Uh, Harry has a moment where he thinks he sees the... The Grim. The Grim. That's what... I was like, what's the dog's name? <laughs> yeah, they're headed back up to the castle and he sees eyes in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Does um, a little Lumos. Yeah, Ron lights up his wand and, and it's Crookshanks. Hanging out in the dark. Yeah. And, at, at a tree. And Ron is still is really upset about this because he, he still is under the impression that this happened because of Hermione's lack of control over Crookshanks and yeah. kind of letting Crookshanks do whatever he wants. And even after he ate my poor rat, Crookshanks is still out and about doing whatever he wants, yeah. getting into trouble. Probably eating a bunch of birds. Yeah, he has like a, a little outburst of anger. But then Crookshanks, or he picks up a rock. He's going to throw a rock at him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know you're upset, but <laughs> he was let's there. not add animal abuse to the, to the story. Yeah, no animals were harmed in the making of this book. So the next morning at breakfast, uh, once again, the Firebolt is the star at, uh, attendee of breakfast. <laughs> Almost yeah. annoyingly so. I'm going to say that a lot. Everybody wants to see it. Everybody wants to touch it. Oliver Wood gives it a special spot at, at the as the centerpiece of the table and even made sure to turn it the right way to make sure that the... Everyone can see the name. The, the name was uh, facing up. Uh, right now I have a dog sitting on my lap and I'm trying to move my voice around the dog's head to make sure that I'm not muffled at all because like i said we're kind of recording uh, we're, we've got kind of a interesting rigging uh today hopefully that we we sound okay but i have a dog on my lap right now so he was licking my nose a second ago so, so i'm hoping that it still sounds okay uh do you want to ready to get into the match or something you wanted to say, add before that um i did have a couple of notes i um so it was kind of surprised you didn't mention it at practice uh, Oliver was being Oliver, and he was talking about um, the Ravenclaw's Seeker and mm-hmm. how she's really good. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, she's recovered from her injuries and will be able to play. What a jerk. <laughs> He's very... You were so annoyed by the broom, you forgot to be annoyed by Oliver. I did. I was annoyed by Oliver, too, with his fascination of the broom. You know, so it was kind of a by-proxy uh, annoyance, I should say. Oliver Oliver just says what's what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And it got him in trouble to the point when, when he was with McGonagall, trying to talk her into letting them have the firebolt, and said that he... What if Harry fell off? Well, as long as we won. As long as he gets the snitch first, it's fine. Yeah, it, he says... He, he doesn't have a seem to have a very good filter. Yeah. He makes a snide comment, too, about, well, we should definitely win. We There's nothing... Oh, Harry, did you fix your Dementor problem? Mm-hmm. We all have things that pop into our heads, but we have this little thing called common sense that we prevents... We all have it. ...prevents us from saying things that, you know, that, that verbal diarrhea to just, to just <laughs> come out without uh, stopping... Oliver Wood doesn't have that. He says whatever he's thinking, Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it kind of paints a less than popular picture of him for the reader. So now it's time for the namesake of the chapter. We're actually going to get to the Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw match. And in this match, you mentioned just a second ago somebody that had in my notes, I believe it's the first appearance of one Cho Chang. Yes. We had a lot of names actually dropped in this. The Ravenclaw Seeker, and I believe the only female member of the That's Ravenclaw team. And the Gryffindor team has several females. Yes. Because, you know, they're all inclusive. They're exactly. all about, like, Title IX uh, legislation and, you know, women's right to play. And Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that in the first book. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was just like all a about, poster in the Gryffindor common room. It was just all about the legislation and, you know, equal <laughs> rights for women and, and things like that. It's a, it's it's going to be one of those you know side books that J.K. Rowling writes and makes like billions of dollars on. Well, I got to own the whole series, so I cover it. Or like the first Star Wars, where like half of it took place in like the Galactic Senate. <laughs> they're like, where are they going to do some lightsaber fighting? And they're arguing over like Star Wars. Go ahead and mark that down. Bills becoming laws and things like that. Uh, if you have Schoolhouse Rock, can we put mark that? Bill becomes a law. Is that? Or am I reaching too much? No, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, you can put Schoolhouse Rock down if you got it on your bingo board. But Ravenclaw Cho Chang is going to is somebody who I remember from the movies. Yeah. As somebody who's got um, going to become not like a main character, but going to become a pretty important character in somebody's a life. recurring character. Later on. So is that something we can expect in the books as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. So somebody, it's not just a throwaway character. It's somebody who's going to come back up. Several times later on. We had Lee Jordan, my boy, on commentary. <laughs> I love Lee Jordan in the movies. Yeah. Like Lee Jordan, I thought like the kid that played him did a, a, really, good did a job. really good job. Yeah, that voice is, is great. And Lee Jordan in is supposed to be given play-by-play of the match that's going on. And he does give a great play-by-play of the Firebolt Broom. <laughs> He's describing it. He's given the background of it. He's given the dimensions. And he gets and reprimanded. Starts citing an article in a magazine <laughs> about it. He gets reprimanded by McGonagall several times. He always does, in this In this chapter. This isn't just because of the firebolt. Well, what does he get reprimanded from before? For like, being... Too um, pro-Gryffindor? Yeah, pro-Gryffindor. 
He's not a he's not a unbiased journalist. No, he's not. <laughs> he's kind of like your hometown play by play guy, a little root 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 for the home team mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, McGonagall gets he reprimands Lee several times here, but the actual match here, the Firebolt, pretty much shows off what it can do early on. It is too quick for for Cho to be able to match seeker for seeker. But she has a strategy. What And what is that strategy? To just follow him and kind mm-hmm. of get in his way and block him. Mm-hmm. If he starts to go for something, she's going to cut him off, and then hopefully she'll have a chance to to see what he was getting at and get there first. And I think the strategy there, too, you know, kind of to tie into what you said, she knows that if they both see the snitch at the same time... There's no way she's getting she's not. She's, she's not going to beat... Harry, she's not going to beat the firebolt. Even if if she's closer to it, that firebolt can make up that distance and get to that snitch first. If she goes looking for the snitch on her own and it doesn't pop up like right in front of her face, she doesn't really have a chance going against that firebolt. So it's actually a pretty sound strategy to just say, I'm going to shadow Harry. And you know what? If, if he doesn't see the snitch, that's okay. Them, if I don't see the snitch either, that's okay. I still have a, I still have a way of winning this for my team could score more points than, than the Gryffindor team. And if he does see it, I will be very close to him. I can maybe get in his way. I can mm-hmm. maybe, uh, if my reaction time is just a little bit faster. So it's actually a pretty good strategy. Yeah, and I think the broom, I mean, they say how well it, it corners and it turns and it's is very agile, but she's still banking on the fact that he's going to be going at this really high speed, and if she just kind of gets in his way a little bit, it's going to throw him off. Plus, too. she's really good. Apparently, you know, they uh, Oliver Wood was talking about talking her up about how good she was, and she's pretty, and she could well, and she you know, smiled and that, and at that, Harry, and that could be distracting too, <laughs> as we all know. She smiled at him. Well, suddenly, Harry. Uh, just when we thought we were done with Dementors on the pitch, we thought that the Dumbledore outrage the last time they were on the Quidditch pitch have it taken care of. had kind of taken care of the thing. We suddenly have three appear on the pitch. And Harry lets loose a pretty impressive Expecto Patronum. Yes, although he doesn't pay much attention mm-hmm. to it. He says something giant. Burst from his yeah, wand. Yeah, said silver, white, and enormous shot straight at the Dementors. And then he just kept on going because mm-hmm. he saw the snitch and he wanted to get there. But it was a lot better than what he had been doing in yeah, training where it was just kind of like little sparklers, you know, that you'd get on the 4th of July. Like, expecto patronum. <laughs> I don't think it was Yay. sparklers. It was little sparklers. It, that's about, that's what no, I imagine when like I saw it. that's like Lumos is like a little sparkler. no, no. No, this was like little sparklers shooting out. Or maybe like little bottle rockets. It's smoky, though. They, little, they little, describe little it bottle as being rockets. wispy and foom, smoky. Foom, foom, foom. Little bottle rockets out out there. You like my? I'm like the guy from Police Academy with my sound effects. I'm so good. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> if you have Police Academy, you can go ahead and oh, put that yeah. on your... Make sure you mark that down. On your pop culture bingo board. we got to get those up so people can download those, by the way, and give out some prizes. I think that'd be a, a lot of fun. A little interactive listening for you. Yeah, but you have to somehow make it random so it's, everybody gets a different one. Yeah, Because if everybody has the same one... Yeah, we could totally do that. There, you know how many pop culture things we could put on there? Or it could be ongoing. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same one, but mm-hmm. it could be ongoing... 
And if you have to listen carefully and listen to all the episodes, mm-hmm. whoever's listening to the most episodes, quickest. So if you're listening get, to this like three years from now, you're just out of luck. Yeah, you're out of luck. <laughs> from somebody already won. Jennifer already won. Yeah, Jennifer won like three years ago. Sorry, her t-shirt's in the mail. Uh, like we, like we said, it was a pretty impressive. We heard expecto patronum. Oh, somebody's following us on Twitter here. Who is this? Sorry, guys, my phone just lit up here and at play the wild card is following us on Twitter. So I'm gonna go ahead and follow them back. Hi. Uh, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, I love Nova Scotia. You love you Nova Scotia love duck the Nova, Scotia, Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. They're really cute. So hello to our fans up in uh, our Nova northern, uh, our friends to the north, the Great White North up in Canada. Uh, and you can follow us just like at Play the Wild Card. Is that what it was? Yeah, Play the Wild Card. On Twitter at Broomsticks B. Broomsticks, the letter B. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out at the end to one of our new friends who's been uh, very interactive with us. Oh, yes. And is uh, going, we'll give them a special, uh, their own shout out at the end of the episode. So we, like we said, ran into some Dementor issues. I'm doing, you can't see my air quotes, but I'm doing Dementor in air quotes. And we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Harry does his Expecto Patronum, grabs the snitch, wins the game. But Jess, there was uh, something a little different about those Dementors this time around. Yeah, um... So everybody bomb rushes Harry. Yay. Congratulations. We win. And at the end, Lupus, uh, Lupin walks up. Lupus? Lupus. <laughs> Lupus! <laughs> walks up and he's and he's like, hey, did you see that? I did a good job. Those Dementors didn't affect me at all. And he's like, yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good job and all. Yeah. I'm yeah. patting, patting down on the back here. Good job and all. But, uh... Come here, there's something you should know. And I was a little confused by this, because it said there were three Dementors. Mm-hmm. And then it said that it was Malfoy, Crab, Goyle, and some new person. Mm-hmm. And I guess just one of the Peter. Dementors was bigger, because Malfoy was standing on somebody's shoulders. I was really confused by this. Yeah. And I totally forgot this part of the book, by the way. Like, I'm like, Dementor showed up? I don't remember that. Yeah, I totally don't remember this either. Yeah. For from the movies, yeah. I, this being the first time that I that I read this in in the books, but we don't know who this. Uh, I forget who this mystery fourth person. Was. We'll call I him. I say matter. Peter, but there actually is a Peter in the in the story. So uh, we'll call him. I'm looking at a Batman right now. We'll call him Bruce. No, Bruce is a cool name. Can't we don't call him give Bruce. Slytherin's cool names. Okay. Oh, well, sorry, Kelly. Like <laughs> like Kelly. She's gonna be so or mad. My brother Andrew. <laughs> All those Slytherins can't have cool names. But either way, the Gryffindors win. The uh, Slytherins who were posing as Dementors in order to throw Harry off his game are to be extremely punished with detention and a loss of 50 points for Slytherin. Marcus. Marcus. Flint. Sounds like a Slytherin name. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kelly. The only way it would be more Slytherin if his his name was like Evilish or something like that. <laughs> like sometimes, like some of the names, uh, some of the names in in Harry Potter are are a little on the nose. Mm-hmm. And you've got some that you want to say but you can't for yeah, we're, spoilers. We're not there yet. 
pur purposes. I think I know. I did start with an N. No. Oh. It's not mine. Oh. I was thinking of, uh, can I, is it okay if I say it? Yeah, because you don't really know. Okay. Narcissa? Narcissa. Which sounds like narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I just thought of another one since you said that. You don't really know her much. But Bellatrix. Yeah. Lestrange. Lestrange. <laughs> Which is French for the Lestrange. strange. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of uh, in Star Wars. If you have Star Wars, you can go ahead and mark it on yeah, we your bingo did. board. We already marked that. Oh, we already marked that one. There's um, uh, who, uh, General uh, Admiral Akbar, the it's a trap guy. <laughs> he's, he's a squ squid. Uh -huh. And do you know what planet he hails from? No. Or the race of that he hails from? Calamari. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> from, he's from the planet Calamari, or, or that's the name of, of his race. So it's uh, like George Lucas was eating at a red lobster. He goes, I'm going to make a squid guy, and he's from Calamari land. <laughs> it's like you're not even trying anymore, George, while he's swimming in a Scrooge McDuck bank vault of money four billion dollars that he got from disney oh if you have uh ducktales you can mm -hmm. mark it off on your on your bingo board uh just shout it out if you got it bingo and yeah. this is probably really not loud. safe to play while you're driving oh yes yeah let do. let your let your passenger so maybe jennifer won't win because she usually listens while she's driving <laughs> jennifer just ran off the road but she does i got bingo <laughs> i got bingo but she does text me while she's listening, so I don't know. You texting and driving, Jennifer? Oh. oh. At the end of the last episode, I said how she always texts me things that, like, while she's listening. And she's like, that was so funny when you guys said that. And I don't have any clue what she's talking about. She did it to me again at the end of the, when she listened to the last episode. She sent it to me, and she, like, said what I said like repeated it she goes well, that was so funny when you guys said that ha 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 or something like that and i had no idea what she was talking about again well and i've never it was just, i've never spoken to jennifer so i don't know i can't i don't can't do an impersonation of her voice or anything but i have mm -hmm. chatted with her on on facebook before but i can just imagine her saying right now that i was texting through text to speech i was using my uconnect it was fine. I was I'm not safe. texting and driving. I was safe. I was safe. That's probably a horrible impersonation of what she sounds like. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> we have a big party to celebrate. The big win by Gryffindor. Her and of course Hermione is uh, doing what she would probably normally do at a party, which is sitting in the corner studying. Yeah, she's reading a book. And it was something... I can't <laughs> say that I've never been in a party inside at the corner and read a, read a book. You read a book at WrestleMania. <laughs> it was an audio book, and I had it in my earbuds. WrestleMania was like six hours. It so I, I should have brought a book as well for, for a little <laughs> portion of it. But Hermione is, uh, she was reading some kind of book. It was like a, like a home economics textbook almost. Like a, it seemed like a, like a. We had the life and traditions of. I just imagine like British a. British muggles. I just imagine like a 1950s family on the front. And mom's got the apple pie like in, mm -hmm. in her hand. And dad's just sitting down after a day of work with the, his little scamps at the table that he, he's rubbing <laughs> their heads and. You know, mom has been. Is there a doggy on, under the table? Oh yeah, chewing on a bone. Yeah, the most American uh, dog no, you could British. find. Oh, this was British Muggles. What kind of dog would they have then? I don't know, like a corgi or a cocker. Jack, Jack Russell Terrier. There's an English cocker, <laughs> corgis, queen. Hey, this corgi, is a PG corgi. show, lady. 
can't <laughs> say so Cocker like Spaniels. Oh, sorry about that. Um, oh, God. McGonagall breaks up the party. I imagine McGonagall coming in no, with her no, hair and rollers. and. <laughs> Before she breaks up the party, Fred and George save the day. Or not save the day. Add to the party. They go, they sneak oh, off yeah. and get arm, comes, come back yeah, with butter arms beer butter and beer pumpkin and juice and candy mm -hmm. and so thanks to our good friends. <laughs> Prongs, Pav, Padfoot, Wormtail, and Mooney. Mm-hmm. Um, Via the secret passage to Hogsmeade. I was wondering, and we didn't really touch on this before, but I was wondering how they got the money to pay for all of this stuff. Oh, I'm sure they stole it. They probably but, had. They probably have like well, a secret see, passage to like the the bank or Gringotts or something. <laughs> they do not. That's not even in Hogsmeade. That's back in London. No, they have a different passage for that. Like if you no. go through the uh, the magic mirror you can <laughs> show i don't know i don't know there's all kinds of things i don't know yet yeah you don't there is all kinds of things you don't know yet but i was waiting for them to say that they that it was courtesy of percy hmm. because percy uh, bet his girlfriend uh, money that wrote that gryffindor was they going stole to it win. out of percy's handbag <laughs> yeah so i was waiting for that but it didn't didn't pop up yeah i kind of thought that maybe when now when you were talking about where they got the money from the first thing that popped into my head was that maybe they had made a bet with against the ravenclaw team mm -hmm. you know how, how guys like oh i'll bet i'm gonna beat you i'm gonna bet i'm gonna beat you well let's bet this blah 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 let's bet this many galleons mm -hmm. and but i think it's more like they totally took it from percy yeah oh yeah they yeah. totally took it from percy i was waiting for i'm that. sure percy like in the next chapter is gonna be like, where's that money I, I won and why is percy betting his girlfriend i don't know that was weird that is weird like if I bet you, clear, if I bet you money and I won, I'd feel so bad that I would just give you back the money. Well, of course you would. Well, you would take my money and spend it. Well, yeah, because you give me money anyway. Quick, you would spend it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me your credit card the other day to go to lunch. Well, that's because we had to take you had to take Peggy out. Peggy's our awesome next door neighbor. And dog sitter. And, and uh, house watcher. Yeah. And mail getter. And and, and uh, uh, trash taker. Grandmother to our. Yeah. Uh, dog children, yeah. She does everything. She, she deserved it. She deserved more than. Oh yeah, she had to. Dinner. She had to do a couple extra things while we were busy running you to and from the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She she most definitely did. Um, shout out to all the great neighbors out there. Give us a uh, if you got a really great neighbor, give them a send us a, tag us on uh, on Twitter at Broomsticks B. I'd love to hear about your great neighbors because I don't know if anybody beats Peggy. Nobody beats Peggy. So, uh, McGonagall, well, before we get to that, Hermione was, Harry was trying to kind of mend fences here with Hermione, trying yeah, to talk her everybody into such coming a good to the mood. party. I thought maybe this would be a good opportunity. Well, he started off poorly, though. Uh, he was kind of snarky. He came over and he's like, did you even come to the match? <laughs> <laughs> Great way to mend fences, Harry. He figured it out eventually. Uh, but then Ron, who's still upset, hurts Hermione's feelings again. Hermione goes storming off to the... Uh, the ladies' quarters section mm -hmm. of the Gryffindor room. Um, McGonagall comes in, I imagine, like with curlers in her hair and, you know, uh, like a one of those green mud masks mask on. <laughs> it breaks up the party. And everybody goes to bed. Yes. And everybody sleeps soundly through the night. Had a great night. No. No, they did not. No. Ron awakes suddenly. Well, Harry has like a dream. Has a weird dream, yeah. He's uh, chasing something through the woods, something and, that's like silvery yeah. white and 
I assume that that he's chasing his Patronus, but he can't like see it. He can't like catch up to it. We heard hooves, which is kind of a uh, a hint of what his Patronus may be, because we mm -hmm. know the Lupin told us that a Patronus could take different forms. Lupo. Lupo. <laughs> <laughs> Ex, ex, extempo lupo. <laughs> like Lupin just shows up and like does your dishes or something. <laughs> uh, but that kind of I assumed because they they said that silverly silvery white again, which mm -hmm. is they, what they used to describe the Patronus earlier. I, that's why I assumed, and then I heard hooves, and it kind of seemed like when Harry could get close enough to see it, it got out of eye range again mm -hmm. but then which would make sense i mean subconsciously mm -hmm. he has to be curious about sure. what his patronus was in but he was too busy to look but he wakes up before he can actually catch up with what he's he's chasing and he wakes up to the screams of run one ron weasley ron weasley and uh everybody's thinking that ron just had a bad dream but that is not the case is it no no not unless bad dreams can tear up your curtains well, they did in Nightmare on Elm Street. Mark it on your bingo cards, folks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen those, so no. Yeah, you don't have to watch those. They're terrible. Yeah. First one's kind of good, but, you know, they're awful. Awful movies. So, uh, Ron is very, very sure that it was Sirius Black. Yes, with a knife. With a knife. In the dorm room. Was that a Clue reference? <laughs> yes. A reference to the Clue board game? If you have Clue... If you have Sirius Black with a knife in the dorm room, <laughs> the boys' dorm room specifically, then you win the game, I, I guess. I was thinking uh, it be Mr. Green with the candlestick in the <laughs> conservatory. And you would lose. Yes. That was my guess. You're wrong. Uh, how could... I had Mr. Green the whole time. How I had Professor Plum. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Lupo. Who else, who else is it? Was in, there was a, like a Mrs. White... I think. Yeah, and there's there a, a Scarlet. Yeah, there's a Miss Scarlet. There's lots of colors. Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Colonel, Colonel Mustard. Mustard. The lead pipe, the rope. Mm hmm. Yeah, the candlestick there's was always. There's a knife. There's the a knife. The candlestick was always my favorite. There was the revolver. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we should play Clue. There we is a Harry Potter Clue. Clue, I think. <gasps> Did you know that? No, I didn't. I think I've told you that before. Probably. And you weren't interested. You don't listen to me ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once we hit 10 years of marriage, you stop listening. And now that we've got closer to 17, you're really not listening. You're telling me so many things all the time. <laughs> you're always talking. God, you won't <laughs> shut up. But to be fair, you don't listen to me either. That's not true. I always say I'm going grooming tonight and, you're, and you forget. And they're no, like, hey, you gonna pick, I'm going to pick up some no, food. And I'm like, no, I have to groom tonight. I don't forget. I just get all mixed up. Because like <laughs> Tuesday is grooming. Monday is doggy class. Wednesday is doctor. Thursday is. There was one day. There was one week. And I said, no, what night? What is it this week? Are you going to your aunt and uncle's? Are you going to class, or are you going to this or this, or you going to a Basenji club meeting? There was, and I got, I had them all right. I just had them in the wrong order. <laughs> no, there have been times when you've texted me and go, oh yeah, I totally forgot. But I, but I listened. I remember that at one point <laughs> I had heard it. Said, Did you tell me that? I was like, yes, I told oh, you that. Oh, one time? One time. One time? Okay. One time. Gotcha. I get one. In the almost 20 years we've known each other, at <laughs> one time that, that you can recall. I, I think I'm doing I think better. I'm doing pretty good on the husband front then. So, Harry Potter Clue. Yeah. 
buy it on Amazon, I guess. I don't know, I maybe. <laughs> maybe it's maybe, available. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. when I saw it, every time I've seen it, it's kind of expensive. Probably. Um, because I don't All think... All the themed games are. Well, I, don't, I just don't think they made a lot of them. You know, so it was probably like one of those like low produce runs of them. So it's probably like third party people selling them. What does? Well, it's only forty eight dollars. Oh, what do we got? We got thirty eight. Well, 83? that's a different one. There's Clue. US... What's Cluedo? Cluedo. Yeah, it says when. It says Cluedo. This one's Clue. That one's thirty eight. Yeah, thirty eight. So that's, that's like your traditional. Clue. I don't terrible. know what Cluedo is. I don't know. Wasn't Officer Cluedo like from the Pink Panther or something like that? Classic mystery game. I don't know what that means. Anyway. Yeah, Harry Potter Clue apparently available on Amazon. Thirty-eight bucks. Put it on your put it on your. Let us know if it's any list. good. So, then we get to the point of how serious could have even gotten it, hmm. and we get a little bit of a. Call. I don't want to get to this. point. We get a little bit of a callback. Was it in the last chapter? or Was yeah, it two chapters ago? I think it's the last. I think chapter. it was the last chapter too, because it it was still fresh in my memory, and we, you and I said that. Uh oh. This That's could be good. a plot point later on down the line. And it is. Well, it's not good at any point to write down all of your passwords <laughs> on one slip of paper and then, like, you know, put them under your keyboard or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mom. Like, I have mine on the side of my refrigerator. <laughs> yes. Yes, ours is on the refrigerator. But, but that's, that's at least you'd have to old. break into my house first to, in order to do it. You know, you wouldn't have to. Have, I wouldn't your, just have it like in my in my computer. Your mom kept bag. it on her underneath her work keyboard. Yeah, a perfect like place every, for it. Every every password she ever needed it. was underneath her keyboard. And most of those passwords work. were password. No, they were buddy dog. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember on her her old computers, all her passwords were password. I go, that's great. Just absolutely great. But it, we had a little bit of a callback, and it seems one Mr. Neville Longbottom had that piece of paper where he wrote down all of the Gryffindor common room passwords for the whole week. The whole week? From Sir, he wasn't Sir Galahad, is that who it was? Yeah, and McGonagall went out. She's, well, Ron said that Sirius Black was in here. She said, that's not possible. So she goes out and asks him, hey, did you let some man in here? And he's like, yes, yep. I did. <laughs> yup. Had all the passwords. Had them all for the whole all week. week. Ones we like, haven't even done yet. He was obviously legit. I figure if this guy knew passwords for stuff we hadn't even done yet, he deserved to go in. But he said he read them off a little piece of paper. Yep. Doesn't matter. Wouldn't that be a red flag? That's that's not his job to... An to adult man. That's not his job to assess red flags. His job, Sir Galahad's job is to, if you got the password, you're coming in. You obviously have a reason to get it. Mm -hmm. To get that password. Mm -hmm. And, and murder. In the murder is a reason. It is a reason. It's not a good reason, but it is a reason. It's like, what was your motive for murder? I wanted to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, was that my, was my motive. That's all murder. the motive I needed. So th that piece of paper that Neville lost in the last chapter and couldn't find that we said could be a potential plot point later on does indeed come up in this chapter. And apparently Sirius Black has got his seemingly evil hands on it and was uh, slicing up Ron's, um, was it like little like like drapes that he's got hanging around yeah, his bed? Yeah, they have is like, the, like one of those? the four poster beds mm -hmm. and they have curtains. But, you know, if you're sharing a room with four other people, it'd be pretty nice to have curtains around your bed. We should get some of those on our out. bed. I think the dogs would yeah, just the rip dogs them off. Yeah, the dogs just pull them down. <laughs> they get tangled up. 
When and, he would come running in and take a flying leap and hit the curtains. And, <laughs> and then the whole thing would come down. Yep. Yep. So we're in some bad... Uh, we're in a, in a bad way here. Not only is Sirius Black in Hogwarts, he was in the Gryffindor common room. In uh, the boys' dormitory. With a knife. With a knife. <laughs> there's, your, there's your final clue reference there. Uh, what else you want to say about chapter 13, Jessica, before okay. we get out of here? So I wrote down some weird phrases mm-hmm. and you know how we've been kind of keeping track of what's in my book and what's in your book and we've kind of given up on that that then they're just letting the weird phrases the british phrases come mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. but i still wanted to point them out today so when in practice when they oliver was asking harry about the dementor situation i think it was fred or george said the dementors won't turn up again oliver Dumbledore, Dumbledore do his nut? Pardon me? That's what it said. Again, Jessica, PG show. <laughs> I don't know Kids what Kids listen you. to this thing. I know, if but you what could. does that mean? He go nuts? Is I believe it's pronounced donut, which are delicious pastry treats no. that are usually consumed uh, with coffee and or milk, sometimes juice, juice. Like around juice. breakfast time. That's what it said. Uh, I'm reading it from the Ravenclaw edition of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is a copy of the British version. And it says, quote, The Dementors won't turn up again, Oliver. Dumbledore'd do his nut. Fred said confidently. So Dumbledore'd, Dumbledore yeah. apostrophe D, as in Dumbledore would do his nut. Does that mean go nuts? Like he'd flip? Do his nut, does that mean, like, take care of it? Does that mean, like, get the job done? Did, did we say what my book said? No. All right, let me look it up here. My book says, the Dementors won't turn up again, Oliver. Dumbledore go ballistic. Dumbledore would go ballistic. Said Fred confidently. Yes. So, <laughs> so I guess do his, nut. do his nut means to go ballistic, yeah. which means which to I go crazy. Go like, nuts. Go nuts. Would... Go nuts. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. That's another Batman reference, so you don't have to mark Batman down again. Okay, so my other one was when they were walking back to the castle and Ron and Harry saw Crookshanks by the tree. Mm-hmm. And Ron picks up that rock to throw it. And he says, get out of it. Get out of it. Get out of it. All right, let's see what my book says. Mine says, get out of here, Ron roared. Mine says, get out of it, Ron roared. <laughs> okay. Get out of it. Just little stuff like that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to start saying to kids at school when they come to the library without, without a hall pass. Get out of get it. Get out of it. <laughs> They'll be like, what is wrong with Mr. Rhino? All right, last one. At the very end of the match, mm-hmm. everybody's congratulating Harry. And Seamus says, good on you, Harry. Good on you, Harry. <laughs> That one might be the same. That sounds like something they might have left in here. Let's see. I've heard good on you, like in like British TV shows and stuff like that before in British movies. But mine says good for you, Harry, roared yeah. Seamus Finnegan. Good everybody's, on you. Everybody's roaring in this chapter, A lot apparently. Of <laughs> mine just says good on you, big Harry. Katie, big Katy Perry fans. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, those are the only ones I had that were, I was like, when I read them, I was just like, hmm. Make a little note of that because that's a little strange. It's probably going to be different in my book there. Lestrange? Stop it. Oh. (laughs) 
Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Um, just the movie. You know, you said, you mentioned, I mentioned that I didn't remember some of the stuff happening, and you said you didn't remember some of it happening, and that's because it didn't happen in the movies. Um, not like this anyway. Uh, by the way, it wasn't uh, Sir Galahad. I'm thinking of like, King Arthur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sir uh, Cadigan? Cadigan. Cadigan? Cadigan? Like Cardigan? Yeah. <laughs> Cadigan? I... But I guess he's lost his job now that he left the mass murderer into the... Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, did he really do anything wrong? Guy had no, the password. he followed protocol. Maybe he shouldn't have given out passwords for the whole week, though. Yeah, he probably shouldn't have. That was kind of a... That, I don't know. That just seemed a little strange. Why would Less you strange? Stop it. <laughs> On that note... Uh, oh, i got to give my shout-out here. Oh, yeah. On uh, Twitter. On Bro- we have a new friend on Twitter. Yeah, Broomsticks B. Uh, our new friend here is uh, at Cable Podcast. And um, she, I I think it's a she, has been... Uh, and I don't know. We I, keep I, calling her a she. I, Somewhere in there we got that impression. Yeah, maybe Sorry, that, maybe sir, if you're not. Um, sir and or madam. Yes. I'm sorry if I uh, have confused things, uh, but the the first one that really kind of caught me and made uh, caught me by surprise and made me uh, connect with this new fan is that uh, they say that they uh, teach fourth and fifth grade reading, and they are starting broomsticks and butterbeer from the very beginning, and uh, says they've read the first two books more times than they can count. And uh, thanks for doing a great job here. And uh, I love that uh, our new fan here, after they get done with an episode, they kind of uh, go off some of the discussions we had and kind of give their opinion, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it uh, really cool for us. It's so, really neat. It's kind of like how Jennifer does when she texts me mm-hmm. while she's listening. This person's, I think they're listening and finishing. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, giving their thoughts or comments about what was said. It was so, really neat. So hopefully what we're doing here is is... Even if you've read them before, hopefully we're kind of drilling down a little bit and giving you a little more depth, you know, doing 50 some odd minutes on a chapter that probably took you 10 or 12 minutes to read. Unless you have a dog in your lap. Unless you have a dog in your lap. That slows things down. It did. But, you know, that's that's part of the, the, the cool thing about this journey that we're taking is that we're able to really talk about it and really, you know, kind of bounce ideas off each other. And it's kind of like when I was, when... You would watch Game of Thrones first few seasons. Go ahead and mark it down on your bingo chart without me. And then I wanted to get caught up so I could watch the new episodes. So you rewatched them with me. Mm-hmm. And I could say, okay, now who's that person? Okay, now why would that person do that? What's this person's backstory? What do, yeah. what do I have to expect from them? And I'd know more of the details and motivation because I'd seen mm-hmm. further into the story. And it's so you same... didn't spoil things for no. me, but you were able to give me a, a better depth of understanding to the the content. And that helped that helped me enjoy it more, I think. And I think the us talking even if even if nobody was listening, us just talking about it really kind of makes the the experience a little bit more intense, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can kind of, with even like you said, without spoilers, I can maybe just draw attention to something that probably needs a little bit more attention that you need to yeah. make a note of I in, think your, so too. in your brain. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. That uh, we did Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and we're going to be back with Chapter 14 next time. Snape's Grudge. Doesn't he always have yeah. grudge? Yeah, it's just, it's just going to be a list of all the people that he doesn't <laughs> like. <laughs> just going to be ten pages of of, of people that he has I'm, grudges I'm just against. Just going to skim that one. You just made the list. There you go. Until next time. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. You can send us emails, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. We are at BroomsticksB. Until next time, I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you then. Bye.